It is time to hear from God. Let us pray. Almighty God, everlasting God, we want to thank you for this hour. We want to thank you for this moment as we are ready to hear from you. Everything that you are going to speak for us today, the one that belongs to me, the one that belongs to the congregation, Father, devil shall never take it away in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we want you to speak to us yourself. Everything that will be coming from this altar today, let it come from your kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Every single word, let it be firmly rooted in our heart in the mighty name of Jesus. And the presence of God shall never depart from us in Jesus' name. We rebook every distraction in the mighty name of Jesus. And the name of God shall be glorified in Jesus' name. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, hallelujah. Uh, let me start like this. There is a man, he has a business, and he has a partner. There's an issue within the company, and uh, he decided to make a phone call. It was on weekend, not on the working days. So, but there's an urgency. He needs to pass across to his partner. So he telephoned his business partners. He called his home, home line. And surprisingly, the answer that came from that at the, end of the, at the other end of the telephone is a child that is whispering. He whispered. And now they whisper, Hello? And the man asked, Is your daddy home? Yes. That was the whispering response. May I talk with him? No. The child replied. The man was surprised. But one actually wanted to talk to an adult. He then asked, Is your mommy at home? Yes. He whispered. May I talk with her? Again, the answer is what? No. Was the answer. And the man knowing fully this child that is a, is a very young child, that they cannot leave that child alone. Somebody must be at home with him. Then the man decided that he would try to leave a message with whoever the person that was with, that is watching over him. So he asked the boy, is anyone there? Is anyone else there beside you? Yes. Again, he whispered. He said, a policeman. That a policeman is with him. Was there. So the man began to wonder, what could be going on? The man asked, May I, may I speak with the policeman? What is the answer? No. Again, he whispered. The man said, what is happening? Why can, I, why can I not speak with the policeman? He said, the man is busy. The policeman is busy. Then the man shouted, busy doing what? The child explained, he's talking to my mom and dad and the fireman. At this point, the man began to worry that what is going on. He has a very concern about him. Then, surprisingly, he was hearing a siren at the other through the, ear, the earpiece that a siren is coming. And he asked the child, 
What is that noise? He asked. He said, it is a police ambulance. What is going on there? The man asked. And the man began to panic. That what could be going on? Then the child answered in a quiet tone. The search team has just arrived. When the man asked what is going on, he said, the search team has just arrived. Then the man asked, he shouted, what are they searching for? He asked the child. And you know the surprise thing? The child said, when he asked, what are they searching for? He said, me. <laughs> what does that mean? He's hiding. <laughs> My question to you is that, are you hiding? The issue is, to the parent, the child is missing, right? To the child, it's not missing. And, and that leads us to today's message, which is entitled, Lost and Found. Hallelujah. It's what? Lost and Found. found. My question to you is that, are you lost? Even though that question looks ridiculous. How can you say grown-up people like this are lost? Right? Yes, let the project it, sister. Lost and found. Are you spiritually lost? But first, let's examine what does it mean to be lost. What do you think? What do you think about when you hear the word lost? When you hear the word lost, lost could mean unable to find one's way. You are unable to find your way, you are lost for that moment. Lost could mean unable, okay, not, or not knowing one's whereabouts. You don't even know where you are. Or that has been taken, something has been taken away. Or cannot be recovered. We say it's lost. Have you ever lost something? I'll give you an example as I go on. Many of us, sometimes we, we lose our phone. But so good enough, when we lost our phone, what happened? We call, and we know where it is. But there are some things that when you lose it, you don't know what to do. Like your car key. I lost my car key few last week or so. I, because I was holding it with my other car, so I didn't know where I put it. I searched, searched, I went straight to every place I visited. I couldn't find it. I, can, I cannot make a call to find where it is. Then my wife began to pray, pray, God, we must find it, we must find it. So after about four days, I just went, I said, it should be in this car. I began to search, scatter everywhere. But to God be the glory. God answer our prayer. I found it, surprisingly, somewhere nobody will even think. And these are the place we have hurriedly searched for it. So brethren, when you lose something, if you lost something, I'm telling you, you'll be worried. Unfortunately, when things are lost, not all these things are found. And some of them might be of great cost to us. Not everything we can find. And uh, one of the worst things that person can be is to get lost himself. Sometimes people lost in thought. You just see people walk straight to the main road. They are lost in thought. Hallelujah. When you are lost, 
There are a number of feelings that you cannot explain. There are a lot of feelings that you will experience. Next slide. What is the first thing you experience? Next one, sister. Fear. Because you don't know where you are, fear will come upon you. You'll be thinking, how do I go? How do I go about this? What is happening? Even when you are lost in thought, fear also will come. Next one. Frustration. You will experience frustration when you are lost. Because you cannot find your way. This day we use Google Map to go wherever we are going. At times also we miss it. If you are going to Dubai with uh, Google Meet, you just slightly miss the road. You have to travel far before you find the right path. Even within Muscatier, you begin to run like a pendulum ball within a circle. Frustration will be there. You'll be calling the person you want to go and meet. Where is the place? Next. You become tired. You experience tiredness. Because of the wandering up and down, moving left and right, you become tired. And this will have toil on you. It has if impact on you. Hallelujah. Next, sister. And there might be failure. At the end of the day, you might not be able to even locate your ways. You might not be able to know where you are going. Finally, you get tired and say, okay, I'm going. But the loss we are talking today can recover. That is why the, the title of the message is Lost and Found. It can be recovered. As Christian, the good shepherd is always there to guide us, to lead us. We all know Psalm 23. The Lord is my what? My shepherd. He's always there to guide us. So that is why when you are drifting away, when you are derailing, when you are moving apart, the good shepherd will guide you to bring you back. In Luke 19, verse 10, it says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and save that which was lost. Please, you have to open your Bible. It may not be projected. When I say, look, if I say Bible references, this is time for you to open your Bible. So, this is Jesus Christ talking about people that are lost here. And when you talk about loss in this sense, the lost soul, that is what the Bible is talking about. When you get lost, it may be the darkest part, darkest part of your life. Then you begin to wonder, why am I in this condition? Why am I this? Why am I that? You may not even realize it on time. And that is what most people don't want to experience. It may be, the word itself may be the most distressing word. And when you look at the scripture, the word are used many times in the scripture. To be, to lost, to be lost means in time of, when we say somebody is lost in, uh, in the scripture, we are talking of that person, we will not perish in Jesus' name. We say that we, the, the lost may mean perish. That's what it may mean. But in John 3, chapter 16, that's a popular Bible verse, which says, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God wants to bring you back. 
you are lost, he wants to bring you back. He wants you to be found. That is why he has sent his only begotten son to this world, to save us, to deliver us. To be lost spiritually means to be outside Jesus' area. That means you are outside Jesus. It means you are separated from the Lord Jesus Christ. But when you have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you cannot be considered to be lost. You are within the, the guide of the good shepherd. So, brethren, when you are in Christ, you are not lost. Amen? Yes. Now, when you look at the Bible itself, there's a section I tag myself, I tag it as lost and found section in the Bible. Lost and found section in the Bible. That is Luke 15. Luke 15, you will understand the lost and found section when you read that particular section of the scripture. Spiritually, we often think of the lost as those persons, okay, which I've, I've already mentioned that. Christians who, because of their own circumstances, sometimes because of your circumstances, you get drifted away. You know the path, or you begin to think. If, you, if care is not taken, you may be drifted away with that thought, and you may find yourself outside the situation. Like I said earlier on, Luke 15 is the lost and found section of the Bible. Now we are going to read it. Luke 15. Yes, brother? Luke 15. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. When he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Vasit, go on. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the, the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Okay, let's stop there because I don't want to go to my other last week. On your own, please read the rest. Uh, my other last time uh, message, which from 11 to the end, that is the, we all know. When you look at what we have just read, I will pick only verse 8 to 10. That is where I want to talk about today. Uh, we are going to analyze the parable of lost coins together. This parable reminds us that we are valuable to God. That we are valuable to God. Just like that woman in the story. God is searching for you and me when we are lost. He's searching for you and me. And when we are found, he celebrates. 
with joy. If you look at Luke 15, verse 7, can you read it, brother? That's 15. I say to you that likewise, there will be more joy in heaven. There is always joy in heaven. When what happened? Over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Just one sinner. There is party in heaven. They celebrate in heaven. They call everybody. Come. Let's party together. A lot of dances in heaven just because of one person. Now, imagine multitude of lost and found. Losses, multitude of repentance. See the magnitude of the celebration that will be there. Brethren, at times, it is not that easy to get disconnected from God. We must remember that God will never give up when you are disconnected from him. So when we are spiritually lost, we feel cold. That's what you are seeing on the screen. When we are spiritually lost, what happens? We feel cold and lonely. Next, sister. Okay. No, that's okay. Come back. When we are spiritually lost, we feel disconnected from God. It is not a good feeling at all. Because if God has been revealing many things to you, then when you get disconnected, those revelations will never come. That is why you should never allow that to happen. It is not good. Imagine how the God who created and loves you feel when you are lost. Look at verse 8, and, verse 8 to 10. Like I said, this parable of lost coins. Let's begin with verse 8 itself. Next slide, sister. He said, or suppose... A woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light lamp? Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? Next slide. In this verse, what we could what we could see, what we could take note, is a time of panic. When you lose something, you will panic. No matter what it is. I lost my car key. I just give you that testimony. I still have the other two key. But I was worried for that just single one. I was looking for it. So when you lose something, you, you will panic. Exactly what happened to this woman. She was panicked. Anytime that something is lost, it gets you panicked. And you feel a sense of hopelessness. At times you'll be thinking, am I going to find it? Your hope might dash away. So, brethren, the woman in the parable loses one of her ten sliver coin. Cause her to panic. That woman must, must have valued these coins. The coins that losing one will be extremely painful for her. That is not saying that, okay, I have others. I know what is going on in your mind now. You are thinking, okay, out of 10 coins, okay, she lost one and she begins to worry. Let me put it in a different perspective. I'll convert it to money reals. Let's assume we have uh, 1,000 money reals. You have it in your, in your home. You lose 100 reals. How many of you will not search for that 100 reals? 
I want to see your hands up. Nobody. <laughs> you will look for it. The same way, this woman, she values that one coin. Don't think that she was so poor that, because you might be looking at Besa. They give you Besa and Lulu, you drop it back in those buses. No. This woman valued that particular one. She was panicked. And then, what happened next? Once the panic subsided, what did she do? She began to search for it. She began to look for it everywhere. She's not just looking for it. According to the scripture, what happened? A light candle. There is no, if it's these days, we put on the electricity and begin to search everywhere, turn everywhere upside down. Which should we do? If you are looking for 100 years, even 20 years, I even go far. 20 years, you will look for it. Because the mentality of what comes to your mind is you convert it to your local currency. How could I lose this much money? You will search for it. The same thing this woman has done, search everywhere, begin to look for it. Forget about the other nine. That doesn't matter to, to her now. So the question is, even though the woman has nine, that once mattered to her. And when you see the lost people in your life, this is the question. You see that this person has lost, he has derailed. What effort are you making to find him? How are you thinking to bring him back to you? What effort, effort are you making? The same effort this woman, you might have spoken to some of them. Oh, brother, sister, do this, do They are not listening to you. Did you light the candle of prayer to pray to bring him back? What effort are you making in your life? This parable of, if you look at the parable of lost sheep, lost sheep, um, the way I view it when I was reading it, I said, okay, this may be applicable to man, to the men, generally. The men. But when you look at the parable of uh, these lost coins, it seems to be applicable to our sister because they always keep something valuable at homes. It, values, it means much to everybody. But when sisters are looking for something, they will persist. They will trouble everybody within the home. Apology to the sisters. You will be forced to join them in searching for it. What effort have you made for the lost soul? Have you invited somebody to join you that let's pray along so that this person, this family can come back to Christ? This woman has lost one ten pieces, or one of tenth of these coins. She light candle. Like I said, the, the question here is this, do you have a sense of panic over the lost people or family member? Are you concerned, just like that woman? Or do you think that out of ten people in your family, nine has agreed to follow Christ, and the other one you think is too stubborn, you want to leave him. Show concern. Bring him back. Light the candle of prayer. Sweep everywhere. Do what is necessary. Do that. Ensure that, ensure that you bring him back. Reaching lost people is not easy. It takes a lot of work to be done. A lot of sacrifice. Brethren, you need to make sacrifice. Who are you praying for? The churches. We are passing these messages across to you because we don't want people to get lost. 
You also, you are doing one thing or the other to make sure you bring back those that are lost to the kingdom. All your contribution here, that's why we are calling for meeting next week. Whatever you contributed is being sent to mission feed. There are missionaries in the field where you cannot go. They are going there searching for those lost ones. And they are bringing them back. Even in this land, in this country, everywhere. There are some places that, the way I'm talking, you may not be able to even stand and talk there. You have to talk silently. People are afraid to go to those areas. But missionaries are going there. And they are bringing back the lost soul. And you are supporting them. That's part of what you are going to hear next week when you come for the meeting. So TBLF, as we know, our mission and vision is to reach the lost. We are doing that already. We are supporting churches all over the world. Supporting missions all over the world. We are reaching to people. Even locally here, we support some other, not churches, but some other associations to make sure that they are doing something that is good. Come next week. Let me just shortcut that one. So just like this woman, we may experience moments of panic and fear. And we feel lost and disconnected from God. That is when we feel lost and disconnected from God. Now, next slide, sister. Verse 9. We move to verse 9. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and say, Rejoice with me. I found my lost coins. That is what? A time to do what? Next slide. A time to celebrate. A time to celebrate. The joy of finding lost cause makes her to call other people. This is the time. Come, let's celebrate. Celebrate with me. When Jesus associated with the tax collector, as you have heard from that other parable, they want to condemn him. But Jesus himself invited them. He invited his critics with that parable that he has mentioned there, that there are joy in heaven. When one lost is found. As Christians, we should engage in the lost in meaningful relationship. When you see lost people, engage them. Fellowship with them. Share your testimony with them. That is part of sweeping. Praying. Action you take. Rejoice and fellowship with one another. This sort of evangelism is to capture them. When they hear your testimony, you are bringing the lost back. You are finding them, you are bringing them back. I know it is required time and energy, just like the shepherd. So, let's begin to search for those our family members, our friends, that we think they are already derailed from Christ. May God help us in Jesus' name. In this human action, if Brother Emmanuel invites me to his house, it's going to cost him. Right? Correct? Even Pastor Abraham. It's going to cost him because sister has to make food for me. So look at this woman invited his friend to come and celebrate. Don't you think it will cost, it will cost her? They are not just coming. Maybe Biryani was there. The Bible didn't record that. But he said, come and celebrate with me. There will be music. There will be singing. So a time to celebrate. I'm happy that if you preach to somebody and that person embrace Christ, each time you see that person, you'll be happy. 
you are celebrating within your mind. Within your heart, you are celebrating. Know that, yeah, I wrote here, there is no celebration without cost. She might have even spent more than that one coin. Because if you ask, they said neighbor. That means friends and neighbors. If it is time of telephone, maybe you should have called. Please come over. Come over. But the Bible recorded call friends and relatives uh, and uh, neighbors. So it might have cost her. But we are not talking about economics at the, with the economics view here. We are not talking about that. Because some people might be thinking how foolish she is that she's celebrating, calling people, spending more money. No. We are talking about the God's grace here that seek the lost on their fund. And once found, there is celebration for the recovery. Amen? So when a lost, when there is lost and found, always there will be celebration. You know, when I found my khaki, I didn't call my wife. What I did was to go to the camp. I know that she's going to hear it. She, I heard her shouting inside the room. That is one celebration. How much more of you preach to somebody, you talk to somebody, and he begin and he accepted. I'm sure you will run to, the, to our victory night and say, pray, it will go, 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 the Lord. Why? Because you are celebrating the lost and found. Hallelujah. So there is joy in heaven. The joy of God has no price tag when there is lost and found. Brethren, you need to take action. We need each other for encouragement. When, you, when, when there is lost and found and you celebrate, other people also want to do the same thing. They want to copy you. They want to do copy and paste so that they can also invite you to their homes. Hallelujah. Let's move to the next one. Next slide, verse 10. He said, in the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repent. Now, next slide. Time for what? A time for joy. Time for rejoicing. You have rejoiced in your heart. Even the angel in heaven, they are all celebrating that soul you have found. They are celebrating that soul that you have brought back. The lost and found soul that you bring back, you are celebrating it. This parable reminds us that God searches for us. Persistently, he continually searching for you. Even sometimes you don't realize it. He will persistently searching for you until you are found. And when you are found, there is joy in heaven. Hallelujah. God never give up. That is why here, every Friday, the leadership of this church never give up and say there will be no message. Right? Message is always there. Even when we have program that we are thinking, okay, time is there, we still give message. Because there is joy in heaven. They rejoice. It's a time of joy when a lost soul is brought back to God. May God help us in the mighty name of Jesus. So, God never give up. He searches for us persistently when we don't realize it. And when we are found, he rejoices, he celebrates. 
with us. Brothers and sisters, let us find joy in searching for the lost. You know, among your family member who is lost, you know who has derailed. Within your community, you know those people. Even within the church here, you may know what are the two faces that we have. Speak to them. Let's submit to the Lord. Don't get yourself derailed. Don't allow the devil to hold your hand and say, follow me. Don't allow the devil to entice you with the things of the world. May we always strive to do what is right in Jesus' name. Brethren, never forget your family back home, your family here. You know those people that are yet to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. If anybody has not accepted Lord Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, it means is lost. Light the candle, take the broom, sweep everywhere, search everywhere. Lighting the candle means, I'm not saying you go and buy me candle in, the, in, in uh, Lulu or any mall. It might be candle or prayer, as I said earlier on. The action you take will be recorded in the kingdom of God that this is effort you have made in searching for the lost soul. So, we have to share God's, we have to share in God's heart by finding joy in the repentance of those who are lost. We have to ensure that they repent. And when that happens, we find joy in doing that. So, and when that happens, let us celebrate, let us jubilate. Every conversion story that we have Whenever we are having our um, end of the year outreach program, we are always looking for people that want to share their testimony, how they get converted. And when, we, when I sit within the congregation, I listen to them. I rejoice within my heart that God, thank you for bringing this fellow, this brother, this sister back to him. There is rejoice in heaven. God never forgets you. And that is the promise for this month and beyond. Next slide, sister. The promise for this month says, Ezekiel 34, verse 16, I will look for those that are lost. God is looking for those that are lost. And not just that. Even those that wanders off. Those that are already derailed. Sometimes you may be here. The circumstances of this world may not allow you to listen to the messages that are coming from here. Your mind has wandered away. And God is saying what? He will bring it back. So, if God is bringing that situation, He is bringing your mind back, it means that situation that makes your mind to wander away, God will resolve it. Amen? That's the promise that God is giving. And not just that, I say, bandage those that are hot. One way or the other, you are being hurt by the circumstances around you, by people around you, by things that has happened to you. You thought you are a Christian, that you are immune to this, it should not happen. 
but it happens. And you are not thinking that, yes, how could God allow this? After all, I pray. But a God will never shine until it passes through fire. God is saying that those things that have hurt you is going to bring you back. Amen? It's not stopping there. He said, bandage those that are hurt, okay, and heal those that are sick. That we have physical sickness and some other sickness. Irrespect- if you are not happy, you are sick. You are sick within the mind. It's not when you are feeling pain alone. God is saying he's going to heal all of you. Amen? Including me. Hallelujah. So Christ is calling you to come back to him. Christ is calling you to regain your lost passion for him. Christ is calling you to commit to him all over again. Don't think that, how could this happen to me? Because of that, it's okay, I will not come to church. Don't think about that. God is calling you back. So if you go back to that Luke 15, verse 10, again, can you read verse 10, brother? There's a key word here. Key word. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Next slide, sister. Next slide. The repentance. That is the key word there. The repentance is the prominent in heavenly celebration and joy. Before that party could happen in heaven, before that joy could happen in heaven, what should happen first? Yes? Repentance. Hallelujah. Repentance is a change of self. That is, you change your heart and your mind. You abandon your former position and resort in a new self. When that happens in the kingdom of God, there is celebration in heaven. They rejoice concerning you. Just the decision you have taken within your heart and they are celebrating in heaven. Amen? You will never miss the final celebration in Jesus' name. So if they can celebrate when you are not there, what is the joy when you get there? Welcome a good servant and they begin to celebrate you. So without repentance, there is no salvation. The act of repentance includes knowing that you are lost you need to accept that you are lost. And knowing you need to change. And knowing you need a new direction in your life. The joy in heaven happens when the sinner repents. That's what verse 7 of chapter 15 is talking about. Brethren, it is time for me to ask you. You are sitting in the congregation. You feel that you are lost. You feel that, okay, let me ask you first. Are you ready to give your life to Christ? Do you want the host of heaven to rejoice over you and celebrate? Do you think you will get disconnected from God? Let me put it this way. If you think you have been disconnected from this source of wisdom, let us all bow our head. And close our eyes. If you think you have been disconnected from the source of wisdom, which is Jesus Christ, 
this is time for you to confess. This is time for you to realize that, yes, I need to submit myself. You want to get connected to the Lord? Open your mind now. Open your heart and be ready to confess. And be ready to come back to him. Make that decision right now. God is ready to find you. He's ready to bring you back. If you have taken that decision, just repeat this after me. Jesus, I believe you are son of God. That you die on the cross to rescue me. From my sin and death. And to restore me to the Father. I choose now to turn from my sin. My self-centeredness. And every part of my life that does not please you. I choose you, Lord. I give myself to you. I receive your forgiveness. And ask you to take your rightful place in my life. That is, as my Savior and Lord. Lord, come and reign in my heart. Fill me with your love and your life. And help me to become a person who is truly loving. A person like you. Restore me. Jesus, live in me. Love through me. Thank you, Lord. For in Jesus' name we pray. Brethren, this is the message of God for you today. Repentance is the key word. God will celebrate you in Jesus' name. May God bless his word. Up on our feet as we bring the service to end. But as you have taken this, the blood of Jesus and the body, just make a prayer where you want God to restore you. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Pray that the Lord will draw you closer to Him. Just pray that whatever seems insurmountable in your life will be surmountable. Don't forget, we're doing this in remembrance of what God did for us on the cross. And there's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Whatever that doctor says, as you have taken this holy communion, you shall receive your healing in the mighty name of Jesus. As you have taken this holy communion, Whatever that job situation is, God will make a way. As you have taken this Holy Communion, you might have a problem in your home. It might be a marital life. It might be with your children. But God is saying He's doing a new thing in that home, in that family. You might be trusting God for someone that's not saved. God is going to do a new thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father Lord. Thank you for the power. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes all our sin. Thank you, Father Lord, because we know there's great rejoicing in heaven 
when a lost soul has been found. Lord, I pray any lost soul that has been found, there will be great rejoicing even here. We're still praying for those lost souls that are out there. Give us the utterance to bring them back to the fold, Father Lord. Give us the utterance that they will hear your word, Father Lord, from us, Father Lord, even as we go out this week, Father Lord. Lord, as we go out this week, Father, I, like, I pray that you bring the harvest to our doorsteps, Father Lord. That where we go, Father Lord, we'll seek a lost soul for you, Father Lord. That the beginning of this month, by the time we look back, Father Lord, we'll be able to count the souls that were brought to you, Father Lord. And we shall have rejoicing here as rejoicing in heaven. Father Lord, even as we do that, I pray for everyone that might be trusting you for something in his life, Father Lord. Lord, I pray it shall come to pass in this season. Thank you, Father Lord. Thank you, Daddy. Be thy exalted, Father Lord. Lord, I pray for us as we depart. We pray, Lord, that your presence goes with us. I pray that your presence abide with us. Thank you, Father Lord. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Before we share the grace, we exit on our right as we fellowship. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Have a wonderful day. God bless you.